0: Mango Mustache Media
1: Hello friend Welcome to One Word Stories The show where we take one word And let it inspire the stories we tell I am your host Alex Schulte, and uh, today I have a really special guest on o- Organ Donor Month. This, At least when we're recording this, I'm not sure when this thing comes out. It comes out in like a couple days here. Anyway, this show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network. Excuse me. Excuse you. Excuse me. I was wrong. Old habits die hard. Bruce Willis. Uh,
0: <laughs> you have to a fire start, Alan
1: <laughs> So we actually changed that. We we've updated our name from the Las Podcast Network to the Las Media Group, LLC. We're all official with the state. That other voice you hear is the voice of Logan Schultz. Hi, my partner in crime. That's me. Um, yeah, we. You're, even though you're wearing a sweater that says the old logo, it does. Which it does someday that. that I mean, it's already a relic.
0: I know it's a collector's item.
1: Get them while you can. That's right. Um, We are now the LAS Media Group because we do more than just podcasts. The heart of this company is still podcasting, but... That's not what this show is about. If you want to find more about that, go to lasmediagroup.com. If you want to support the media group and all the creators on our network, please consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just 10 bucks a month. You can get ad-free episodes of every single show. You get access to the exclusive One Word Stories post show, along with the post shows from other other shows on our network, um, exclusive episodes. It's pretty much our LAS originals. And
0: since I'm on the mic already, and I'm here, and we're chatting... Yeah, um, we're, we're here las plus all new all yeah, new right now
1: it's revamped yes so we, go
0: to lasmediagroup.com you, you
1: used to be through patreon no longer is yeah because we, we wanted to simplify
0: we have complete control over it we can make it even better so yeah lasmediagroup.com plus deals at local businesses um, exclusive uh, events and discounts at yep. events and, and it's awesome stuff good stuff
1: happening over there right right and you'll be uh, you'll you'll feel more fulfilled in life. Um, if you subscribe,
0: that empty feeling in your chest—it's gone. In your heart, gone.
1: It's gone. I—the nope. the, the second that ten dollars got taken out of my wallet, I was like, oh my god!
0: <laughs> the looming sense of dread.
1: The weight of the world has been lifted <laughs> off of my shoulders. It's gone. So, today, I am joined by a very special person who I actually have just met this morning. Well, let's see here. <laughs> I've been awake for about five hours. Who I've met uh, just a few minutes ago, and, and he is waiting on a kidney transplant, and I would love to bring light to this subject and, and find out what it's like to be on the waiting list for, for an organ transplant, um, um, what goes into that, what emotions happen while, while being there, and what emotions happen when you finally do get that transplant. But without any further ado, my guest today is Craig Collins. Craig Collins, Collins Craig, thank you for being on the show.
2: Thanks for having me, Alex. Thank do, you.
1: Seriously, I, it's it's a it's a huge deal having you on the show right now on Organ Donor Month. Am I saying it right? Is it organ or, or- o- Ogun o- o- o-
0: <laughs> That's not right. You're-
1: <laughs> Organs are like wait, do- donors are like ogres. They're they're. <laughs> I don't know where this is no, going. They're good people. Um, but yes, uh,
0: organ donor yeah, month.
1: They have layers like onions. Onion there's, donor month is there's different. A sh- there's a Shrek. D- joke in here somewhere and i just can't find it craig you're waiting on a kidney transplant and that is what we are bringing light to today um you are waiting for a donor currently is that correct that is correct yes um and and i hear that live donors are much better than deceased
2: yeah uh, live donor kidneys are still really kicking good so they uh they seem to last longer than the deceased donor. Right,
1: use. right. And and you have already had a transplant, and we're going to get to that here yeah. in a little bit. But before we get too far into the episode, I do want to introduce today's word. We're going to see if I can say this word better than I can say the word donor. Donor. Organ donor. Why is that a mouthful? Al Betker, help me out.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by the word...
1: Transplant. So, you're waiting for an organ transplant, for a kidney transplant. Yep. Uh, Craig, uh, if you could just give me a quick synopsis, a quick rundown of who Craig Collins is in the year 2022, when we are recording this episode.
2: I'm a father of two children. Uh, One will be graduating, my youngest one will be graduating high school this year and going to Iowa for pre-med. Wonderful. uh, I have a daughter and then my son, Um, he lives with me and he... He works, and um, I currently work um, with kids uh, before and after school, and um, I've kind of done that quite a bit, and I'm just um, spending the time staying healthy <laughs> in 2022 Good. and uh, getting excited that we're kind of getting back to some normal routines that we had. And
1: I would be remiss if I did not mention the two people that brought us together today, Larry and Peggy Wright, yeah. who are very quickly, they, they've become like um, an adopted aunt and uncle to me. Yeah. They've been wonderful. They're season ticket holders at the Rough Riders, so, I, so when I host those games, I usually check in with them and, and see how they're doing and their little clan of, of really fine people. Um, and they actually helped me fix my car up, and then now we go out to lunch periodically, and we were out to lunch the other day, we had some free coupons for the free buffet at Pizza Ranch, so we went up and ate far too much. And uh, I was talking about how I need guests, and Peggy brought you up. She yep. said, "Hey, it's it's Organ Donor Month. You should get Craig on the show. He's waiting for a transplant right now." And I was just like, "Oh my God, done. Set it up. Let's yeah. make this happen." So I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm and I'm so glad that you're about you're ready to to share your story and and um, just be transparent with the whole thing. Oh, definitely. So thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've known, I've known Peggy and Larry for seven years now. Really? Yeah. Through. How did you guys know each other? Um, I actually um, worked at Lindhaven, um, and I, I worked with their son. I was a DSP supervisor there. Got it. And yes. Um,
1: They're both folks that are also pretty um, giving with their time in our community. Oh, yeah.
2: Very much so. You very know. much so. And I've, I've been known to um, sit in some of their seats at the Rough Rider Games as well. Oh, and, you have? And cheer them on. Yeah, so... Have you been there this season? I, no, it's been a while since they've asked me, so I mean, oh, you know, I need my to come up gosh, <laughs>
1: Larry Peck, they're sitting outside the booth right now, they so they're hearing they all the crap we're talking. <laughs> Sounds like they're not as good of friends as we thought, oh, if they're not I bringing into to the games. <laughs> well, we'll uh, see. <laughs> no, they are wonderful people, and yep. and um, I am very lucky to know them. Yeah. Um, and also, thanks for taking some di- time out of your Easter. It's Easter Sunday today when we're recording this, and you're giving me an hour and a half of your time, which yep. which really means a lot to me, so thank no you. Problem. Thank you. So... 2022. You've got a couple kids who are stepping into the world. They're jumping out of the bird's nest for the first time, really. And um, but but you're waiting on a kidney transplant. How has that been? What's that like waiting on a transplant? Um, what, what emotions go into being on a list?
2: Uh, a lot of emotions. Um, emotions of uh, just wait, waiting, waiting. Because my my phone is constantly on me because I have no idea when the university will call me and say, Hey, we've got a kidney for you. Um, but it's, it's a lot of angst and, um, patience. Um, and just a lot of just, there's a lot of worry because as you go longer and longer on kidney dialysis, um, the body starts breaking down a little more each time. So Mm -hmm.
1: How long have you been waiting for a kidney?
2: Uh, this time it's been four and a half years that I've been on dialysis and, this time. yeah um, mm-hmm. and
1: we're gonna, we're gonna get to the, the other time too here in a little bit. Right. Um, a little preview for later in the episode. but but so you've been waiting for four and a half years yep. for a kidney transplant. Um, what four and a half years ago when you found out that you needed a new kidney, you know and not to jump ahead after already having had a transplant, right. What what goes into that? You know, how do you how do you deal with
2: something like that? Um, you know, there's a little bit of anger. There's a little bit of just kind of like it stinks because um, you know, even though going going back to the one I had before, it, there's the difference in energy, and um, it, you know, there's there's some fear because you know they're they're putting tubes in your chest that go directly to your heart um, for the dialysis, and um, it's it's just kind of the the wait. The wait is just just the killer is, yeah. and um, you know especially recently, with everything going on, there's it seems like an even longer wait. Yeah. Because of because of the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah.
1: Well, let's let's jump to that. Yeah. How, how how was your pandemic being a, um, on the waiting list for a, for a kidney transplant?
2: So being on a waiting list, um, you're on dialysis. Yeah. You're on dialysis. So your immune system is weaker. My immune system is also weaker because I've already had a transplant and the medications I'm on. Uh, so it was, it was scary. It was scary. And then in August of 2020, I actually came down with COVID and, Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I had it. I had it for about a week. I started feeling really good. And then, About a week later, I was at the university, Uh, they gave me all these treatments, and I started feeling better, and then about a week later, I started getting really short of breath. My oxygen level dropped to like 70, and come to find out- And it should be about 90? Around 90-ish, or above. And so I uh, went back to the ER at St. Luke's, and they uh, did some scans, and found out that COVID was back, and it was causing uh, blood clots on my lungs. So that was scary. Yeah. (laughs) And I recovered from that. um, Still was getting short of breath here and there, uh, just from that, what they call COVID lung. And then just recently, about a month ago, um, I got struck with it again, but of course... Oh, you're kidding. um, You got it twice. Yeah. But with with me, you know, the argument of vaccination, there's no argument with me. It's get the vaccination with with my health history. So I've had... I've had the two shots and yeah, I've yeah. had three boosters. Oh, so, you're kidding. Yeah. Okay. So this 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 stint with COVID seemed a lot quicker, easier.
1: You know. I I completely agree. Get your shots. Yeah. Get your booster. I'm yeah. boosted as well. Um I've been lucky to not have it. I don't know how. I thought I had it 2 weeks ago. I got tested and sure. it, was, it came back negative, but but having health complications on top of getting COVID has to be such a stressful situation. Yeah. How how do you cope? with these things? Uh, Are are you doing things? Is is it just binge watch Netflix? Is it, um, you know, eat a bucket of ice cream every day? How, how are you? How, how do you get by?
2: I wish I could eat a bucket of ice cream every day, (laughs) but, um, that would probably put me in the hospital, but, um, yeah. He's back doctor. um, He ate a bucket of ice cream again. Exactly. Darn it. That darn turtle Sunday. (laughs) Um, no, I, um, I'm, I've been told I'm a very positive person and, um, I, 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 I live a lot of my life through my kids' joy and what they do. Oh, uh, my I daughter's a big-time competitive dancer um, at a local dance studio. Oh, and, wonderful. Um, yeah, she uh, she loves that. So I'm a, I'm a big dance dad. So some weekends are I'm spent at dance competitions. Dad. Yeah. Can't yeah. wait to
1: see your TLC show. <laughs>
2: That's right. Dance dads. Dance dads. Um, and um, it's just... Staying positive, just staying positive, and and looking at the small things in life and getting joy out of, out of everything you can. Yeah, absolutely. Really
1: yeah. And, and I, I would say you're very lucky to have the people you do have around you just based on the, the, the small group that I know that's around you with having people like Peggy and Larry Right. and it sounds like you're wonderful children, you know, you are surrounded by incredible people and oh, that's, yeah. that's something to be said too. We, we don't all all have that luck all the time. No. You know, so
2: yeah, I've got, I've got a lot of uh, friends and family that are just, just really good for me, and, and they're there for me when they need to be, and yeah. when I need them there. So, so nice I to want to
1: ask a question that I usually ask most, most of my guests, and that's going back to March of 2020 when the pandemic first hit. Mm-hmm. W- what plans of yours got cut off? What plans did you have for the future that no longer were going to happen because of the pandemic? If anything, oh man, I know you already kind of in isolation as it I, was,
2: yeah, I think. I was a little bit in isolation just because you have to be careful of, of getting sick. And I, I guess I get sick a lot. Like I'm in the hospital with pneumonia or uh, different, different sicknesses. So uh, for me, I, you know, I think one thing that really changed was I like to travel. I love to travel. So, you know, even if it's just going for a road trip to Des Moines or up to Northeast Iowa or whatever, um, right, even- I like to travel. So, can't do that anymore. It's hard to do that now. We're kind
1: of getting back to normal, I guess, a little bit. Um, So that's been, have you been able to travel since the world has come back to life a bit?
2: I have. Um, The road trips are easier, but I actually took a trip uh, back in the summer. Uh, My buddy and I went to Dallas for a day. Wonderful. We got up early. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we we flew a plane at like 6 in the morning, got there, did all sorts of sightseeing, then came back that night, got home about 11 o'clock.
1: <laughs> that yeah. sounds
2: like the and blast. that's what I think life is about. Like I think doing things like that building is... building experiences. Yep, exactly.
1: We have you got this one life to live. I mean, unless you think you're reincarnated, right? Which, heck, sign me up. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but but yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. So jumping back to the transplant, yep. um, um, how does one get on that list in the first place? So you go in, they do some tests, and then they just put you on the list. What does that What does that look like?
2: Uh, there, there's a lot of steps actually. You. First, you get on dialysis, and then your your kidney doctor, your nephrologist, has to basically recommend you uh, based off your health. Um, they look at how compliant you are. So if you're not showing up for dialysis, the, they won't put you on the kidney transplant list. And uh, if you're not taking your medications, if you're not going to your doctor's appointments, things like that. So once they figure out, hey, you're going to be a good candidate, then they refer you to wherever and i was like on health parole yeah yeah oh yeah yeah big time and i still am like i still am even being on the list um i got referred to the university of iowa because that's where my first transplant was and um you go through a day evaluation and somebody has to come down with you and sure enough um this second time uh larry came down with me um of course he did of course you know i mean the, the uh, evaluation probably could have taken a half hour, but with the questions Larry had, was, no, no, it's, it's a, it's an all day thing. <laughs>
1: That's so funny. Could
2: have it could have, this a, could have been
1: a five minute conversation, but Larry had to ask questions. <laughs> no,
2: um, it, it is an all day thing because you see um, they do blood work and you see a social worker, you see a financial person uh, because they let you know the medications are not cheap. Um, you know they want to check your insurance and everything. You see a pharmacist, you see the surgeons, and uh, you see even like you can see sometimes you'll see a psychiatrist or whatever. Um, so they can make sure not only are you physically ready for a transplant, but mentally ready for a transplant. So, mentally ready for a transplant. Oh yeah, yeah. What does that look like? Um, that's what does that mean? just that's basically just. Um, you know, they're going to make sure that, um, you're because you can play with your emotions. It can make you depressed. It can make you just angry, and that they know that you're going to go get the right resources when you're feeling that way. So
1: there's so much more than just health.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's so much more than just health. And, um,
1: I mean, I guess mental health falls into that. Oh yeah, category. But yeah. But, it, but I mean more than bodily health. Right. It's just there's so much that goes into it. Yeah. Um, um, so let's. Uh, uh, can you take me through a day in, in when you're going through dial, you're getting dialysis, you're you're there for the whole day. Larry Wright is, is at your side. Um, what does that day look like? How, how what kind of stresses are th- going through that day? What kind of triumphs are you experiencing on a day
2: like that? So, um, the, the evaluation day, um, a lot of the stresses are when they talk about financial, um, without the right insurance as you know, we all hear about Yep. for the last 20 years. Um, the two anti-rejection medications that I'm on from my first transplant, if I didn't have insurance would cost about $600 a piece a month. Wow. So it's, it's like, you know, financing a house. Right. Um, and so that that's where a lot of the stress has come from. As far as my dialysis days, so I go to dialysis Monday, Wednesday, Fridays uh, from 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. Every single week. Every single week. And um, it, it, it used to be I'd get done and I was fine, but now after four and a half years, so my blood vessels have started shrinking uh, uh-huh. because of the dialysis. And so right. I am dead tired. So, doing this on a Sunday night, Easter or not, um, the the biggest thing is Sunday nights are kind of the worst for me because I've gone Oh, you're kidding. Well, because I've gone from Friday morning till now without dialysis. Yes. So, usually Mondays are kind of the toughest mornings.
1: Oh my god. I yeah. I wish we could have scheduled this no, a better time. No, I no, didn't it's know. It's
2: great. It's great. This is good. Like this is this is a plus for me that I'm able to make this because one thing that's affected me because I like to do a lot of volunteer work. I like to get involved in the community is I'll sign up for something be like, yeah, this is going to be great. Let's do it. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm sick. Yeah. You, you know, one day you can feel like right. you're ready to run a marathon. The next day you're just laying in bed all day. It's hard
1: to make plans with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I appreciate you saying yes to this and, and gosh, you could have canceled and no, I would not have been mad at, at all. all.
2: Not at all. Um,
1: I'm so lucky to have you here right now. And, and, just to say it out loud, we will say this again at the episode, but you are, and we, we did say that at the beginning, you are looking for a donor currently. Correct. So if somebody does hear this and is knows somebody who would be willing to donate a kidney um, to an amazing person who's doing incredible things in our community, donating their time, leaving this world better than they found it, Craig is looking for one. And and if you can, you know, you can contact me, Alex, at lasgroup.com net is my email i looked at logan because we were just thinking about updating our emails
0: yeah you got it right that that works and then also if you want to you can just go onto our website and fill out any of our contact forms there that all goes to us and and yeah we can get you in touch
1: yeah absolutely so so we are putting the call out for anybody that's that's that would be willing to donate a kidney um that knows someone that has an extra kidney that they don't need anymore you know most that, people do that third kidney you don't need that second kidney you don't need yeah but absolutely seriously if, if, if there is somebody out there who would be generous enough to donate a kidney to Craig we would appreciate
2: that um, so so much and then if I can add to that real quick too because a lot of people please, a lot of people will ask me because there are there are so many like misconceptions on on organ donation um, it doesn't matter what your blood type is. Uh, because they will find, now, if you do, they will, you go through the same process. Um, if, if you want to donate an organ, um, they do blood work, um, then they do a urine sample, and then they kind of evaluate what else you might need. It could include, like, getting a colonoscopy. It could include just some um, mental tests, whatever it is, but blood type doesn't matter. So if I if am O-positive. But if somebody is A-positive, what they will do is they will find, if you're a good match, they will find somebody else that needs a kidney that has A-positive blood that has a donor that is O-positive. So they will do like a flip-flop. Oh, they can do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So blood type does not matter.
1: Got it. So... I, are there any other misconceptions we can get to before we jump to the break?
2: Man, there, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there just are. There's just a lot. Like people say, well, man, I drank a lot when I was in college. It doesn't matter. Like right. that's what your kidneys are for. They filter that stuff out. Yeah. And, I love bushlight. Give me your
1: bushlight field kidney.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I and what I tell people is this is that was a um, terrible joke. Everybody, I like to take that back. Was I was, uh, I was trying right. to
1: make light of a situation. That's how I deal with my <laughs> my awkwardness. Is where I. Uh deal with uh, okay, let's just keep going.
2: Some alcohol. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> please excuse me. Yeah, no, no but I mean, that's, that's it's know, okay if you drank a lot. Please continue I your mean, thought. There. That's what I tell people is you know what? Um there are a hundred thousand people um waiting for kidneys and there are how many billions of people in this country and Everyone's got two kidneys. Now, granted, some people won't be able to donate, but I would say if you don't think you could donate but you want to, go find out if you could, uh-huh. because with the way science is nowadays, they might not be able to give it to me, but there may be some 85-year-old man that just wants to live another five, six, seven, eight years yep. to see his great-grandkids. Right. And so that that kidney that might not be as great will still work for him. I can't so.
1: imagine anything more selfless than than doing something like that. Yeah.
2: Oh, it is. It is. And the person that donates a kidney, then they get to be at the top of the list. So if they ever need a kidney, like if their other kidney fails, they get a kidney almost immediately. Interesting. Yeah.
1: That. See, so if... Uh, People are thinking that maybe if they donate, then they're screwing themselves over for the long run, but right. not at all. No. Not at all. Not at all. The, the system is going to make sure that you're taken care of because you're helping somebody out. It's a pay it forward. They're going to pay it back. Yep. That's wonderful. Exactly. Well, do you mind if I shift gears here for a second to something a little bit more silly, Craig? Yeah, let's do it. I okay. love silly. I've got a game I want to play with you, and it goes by the name of... True Love... And two lies brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. Yes, it is time for Craig to run the gauntlet. I'm going to give him three proposal stories. One of them is true. We will reveal the real one by playing the audio of the storyteller. Now, this is sponsored by Ginsburg Jewelers over across the street from Lindale Mall on First Avenue, right next to that fountain, right next door to Red Robin. Right in that same parking lot as Ponchero's Ginsburg Jewelers, let them help you tell your story through jewelry You Want to get married? Get your ring at Ginsburg Jewelers, Steve and the team is gonna, are going to take care of you, they'll help you design your ring, it's not like okay, well let's see what they have in stock, maybe if I like anything No, they will custom make your ring right there in the store for you so it's perfectly fit to your loved one's finger to your loved one's big toe whatever you're into, they're gonna make it happen
0: Yes, Logan? My wife and I got our ring there. Awesome experience. Love it. I
1: thought yeah. you were going to say something about like a toe ring. going to go off of what I said.
0: I got my toe ring Yeah, from Steve Ginsburg at Ginsburg <laughs> Jewelers. And let me tell you.
1: <laughs> it fits like a glove.
0: Fits like a glove.
1: <laughs> fits like a ring from Ginsburg Jewelers.
0: Fits like a toe ring.
1: Um, <laughs> you, uh, if you mention One Word Stories or the LAS Media Group, you're going to get 10% off of your order. Your whole order. So go and spend a million dollars at Ginsburg jewelers and save a hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money that could buy you at least a lot of kidneys I don't know how much is that's gonna be I'm gonna stop making kidney jokes this is just not the time or place I'm well, just I feel
0: sad. like no, it is I feel, I feel like, like you know you yeah well let's up.
2: let's dive into this right you have to learn how up.
0: much is a kidney
2: uh my first kidney and pancreas transplant Um, It didn't cost me as much, but when I saw the total bill, it was about $165,000. There
0: you
1: go. Jesus. Christ rose today. (laughs) Yep. Happy Easter. Um, Wow, that's incredible. I wanted to make another joke. I was gonna be like, "Did it cost you an arm and a leg?" But
2: (laughs) no, just one toe. (laughs) I did did have a toe amputated. uh, It did cost you.
1: (laughs) It's not funny at all. You gotta laugh. It fits into the joke so well. You have to laugh.
0: Something, something, toe ring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right on the toe ring. Yeah. Did you get to keep the toe ring that you got Uh, at Ginsburg Jewelers?
2: I would only need nine toe rings. No, you have to laugh.
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, that is so funny. Okay, okay. I'm going to give you three stories, and then we're going to see if you can guess the real one. So here is story number one. So my husband and I were driving. Well, boyfriend at the time and I were driving together, and we had been dating for a few months at this point in time, and I just turned to him and I said, you know we're going to get married, right? And he said, "Yeah, sounds good to me." And then, just a few months later, he surprised me with a beautiful ring, and we've been married for many, many years since. That's the story. Logan's looking at me like, "What the hell was that, Alex?" I can't not call out your judgy faces. No, I didn't write it down, Logan.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you know me this well now.
1: It's good. It's your. It's your smug. Your, your smug smile at me.
2: Yeah. I, I was about a sentence into that. I was like, well, that's not true. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> about what? A sentence, about a sentence into that. I was like, what? that's not true. Really? Well, I'm going to
1: break up the other two off the top of my head, too. All right. And I, that was not, by the way, made off the top of my head. That could have been totally. Stop laughing, Logan. That might be the real one. Oh, you guys are going to laugh so hard when that turns out to be the real one when I play that audio. Oh, my gosh. You're going to laugh so hard. You're going to laugh so hard when that's the real one. All right, here we go. Story number two. So I was on a bike ride with my girlfriend, and I always knew that I was gonna propose doing our favorite hobby, riding on two wheels. So we were riding up to our favorite ice cream shop, Dan and Debbie's up in Ely. We got there, we got our favorite chocolate ice cream, of course, gotta get it every time. And right when I was about to take a bite of my ice cream, I put it in my mouth, and I started choking, and I said, (coughs) and I said, oh, what's this in my mouth? And I pulled it out of my mouth, and it was a ring. And she said, oh, my God, this is so much better. I thought you were going to die. I really thought you were, like, choking. And I was like, no, I'm choking on our love. And I got down on one knee, and I proposed, and she said no. But then two years later, I tried the same thing again. And she said yes That's story number two What do you think of that one, Logan? Huh? Uh,
2: Um Huh? Just happy to be here. Huh? Just happy to be here. Craig, which one do you think is more real so far? The first or the second one? You know, I'm going with the second one so far. Really? I really am. I I mean, really? I've known Iowans to do some crazy stuff. Iowans are crazy. (laughs) That's right. We
1: are crazy. We're original, so. Yep. Yep. (laughs) You know, didn't say yes the first time, but heck, maybe they said no. This the maybe they said they said yes the second time. Okay. Story. Number three. So, my boyfriend and I were dating for about 10 years. Five years into the relationship, I asked his parents if I could propose. They said yes, and actually, after a few complications, we didn't know if we truly wanted to be together. Or, I should better say, I didn't know if I wanted to be together. It's a big commitment getting married. So we started going to couples counseling, we saw therapists, we traveled together, we eventually, after eight years of dating, moved in with each other. Yes, it took that long. And finally, after two years of living together, having cats together, I knew this was the person I wanted to spend my life with. So I went and asked the parents to propose a second time. They said, yes, of course. You didn't have to ask us again. So I went to Ginsburg Jewelers. Actually, funny enough, you asked me to do this, Alex. And I went to my boyfriend. I proposed. And we have been married for five years. We're adopting our first child in May. All right, bring it. What's the real one?
2: Wow. Wow. I was thinking two, because who doesn't like Dan and Debbie's ice cream? But Nobody.
1: Crazy people don't like Dan and Debbie's. Yeah, I, I freaking love Dan and Debbie's.
2: Uh, but, gosh, you had to throw in that little adoptive part at the end there. So I'm going to go with three against my better judgment of thinking it was two. So, But
1: but for the record, it's definitely not one. Definitely not one. <laughs> like it's 100% no. not one. No. Okay, let's reveal the story.
2: We were high school sweethearts, and one night we were driving around, and I looked at him, and I said, you know, you're going to marry me. And he said, okay, sounds good. three months later, he surprised me with a ring, and we got married at 20 and 21, and we have been happily married for 24 years now.
0: Boom! Oh.
1: It was story number
0: one! You delivered it in such a lame way. Yeah. That's a beautiful story. Sorry.
1: I should have written it down. <laughs> I came in, I, I relied on the improv today. Just...
0: The other two are so much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but it's a good story. The, I like the 24 years too. They've been together for so long.
1: Guess who that is? Guess Logan. you know. Mother of Jake Trumper from Historically Inaccurate. Oh. Yes, so thank you, Mrs. Trumper. I have I, I had to call her for a punishment one time on a historically inaccurate episode and confess my love to her. And um, so whenever that marriage falls through, she's got me waiting for her. And that was true love and two lies brought to you by Ginsburg jewelers. Remember to go and check them out over across the street on First Avenue across the street from Lindale Mall next to the Fountain next to Red Robin in the same parking lot as Ponchero's Ginsburg Jewelers they're gonna give you 10% off on your, on your order if you just mention the LAS Media Group if you just mention one word stories okay just mention it just say hey hey one word stories and they'll be like what? Be like one word stories they'll be like oh 10% off okay let them help you tell your story through jewelry looking for some swag for yourself buy it treat yourself Looking to get married? Buy it. Propose. Looking to get a, a nice toe ring? Buy it. Ginsburg Jewelers. It's the best. Okay, we're going to come back and we're going to find out truly uh, what that first transplant was like for Craig Collins. Craig, again, thank you so much for being here today. Will you stick around for a couple of minutes while we go to break?
2: Oh, definitely. Sure will.
1: Fantastic. We'll be right back, everybody. Stay right there. Welcome back to One Word Stories. I am here with Craig Collins, who is currently on the waiting list for a kidney transplant. If you or someone you know uh, has a kidney that they're that they're willing to give, please contact us here at the LAS Media Group. Email me, alex at Group.net. We'll get you in contact with Craig and the powers that be to make sure that it happens. Craig, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having fun with me. Um, I g- got gotcha you on the uh, two... True love and two lies. You did. I, he Which did. I I take responsibility for because I did tell that first story terribly. So I apologize. Can you ever forgive me? I can forgive you. You are forgiven. Thank, Thank you. you. So I want to jump back in your story to the first transplant that you had. Because you mentioned that this, this one you're looking for right now would be your second transplant. What was the first transplant? And when?
2: Uh, the first transplant, so... Going back to 2011, uh, May of 2011, I was hospitalized. My whole body was just swollen, and my doctor came in and said, well, we're going to need to put you on dialysis. Well, that scared that scared the crap out of me because my father actually passed away a renal heart failure. Um, he was on dialysis as well when he passed away, and I saw what it did to his body and wore him out, so I thought that was going to happen to me, and the doctor said, "Now, here's the thing. You're a lot younger we can get you on the kidney transplant list and um he says if we don't get you on dialysis then you're going to go home you're going to come back three months later and your other organs are going to be failing because you're not on dialysis so i went on dialysis and ended up getting evaluated and was able to get on the kidney and pancreas transplant list so eight months into that i was called at work it was about noon and most people were on lunch and they said, "Hey, Ooh. we've got a kidney and pancreas for you. Uh, come on down." And I looked at my manager. I was like, "Come on down, yeah, come on down." And I said, "What should I do? There's there's nobody here to cover the phones where I was working at the time." And she <laughs> right, because that's
1: so much more important.
2: I know. Well, right. I know. And she said, um, "Get out of here, dude." <laughs> so um, I went down, and it was a waiting. It was a waiting process because um, this was from a deceased donor. Um, more than likely, I would assume was from like a car accident because it was uh, January 28th, and there had been a bad storm. So they have to go in. They don't and,
1: tell you where this is coming from then?
2: No, they, the, they don't the tell is. you. Um, the only thing you can do is after the transplant, you can contact the Iowa Donor Network, and um, you can write a letter to the donor's family, and they choose whether they contact you or not. I tried that. They did not contact me, so wow. um, I will never 100% know. Um, who, who my first kidney and pancreas came from, but I am very thankful for them. And
1: Can I ask what you wrote to them?
2: Um, yeah, I, I wrote, first of all, how sorry I was that uh, they lost their family member and that I was very grateful for um, the donation. Um, and I kind of told them what I had planned to do um, with this new lease on life. Because it is a new lease on life because dialysis is, it, it's called end-stage renal failure for a reason because you can't stay on dialysis forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I, I wrote them and I, I thanked them. Um, I told them that they were in my prayers, um, always and yeah. forever and just how grateful I was. I told them about my two kids and how, um, this would be a benefit to them as well.
1: How often do you think about them?
2: Um, almost every day, almost every day because, um, you know, I kind of was, Just kind of bummed that eventually the kidney failed, but the pancreas is still working great. I was diabetic for 30-plus years. When were you diagnosed with diabetes? So I was was diagnosed when I was 7 years old, and uh, juvenile onset type 1 diabetes. Um, And so it was insulin shots every day, checking the blood sugar. I had a great support group, though, in the Quad Cities. Um, The Juvenile Diabetes Association had a big group there, Um, and so we would meet once a month. With other kids that had diabetes, kind of a support group, and then every year in the summer for a week, we would go to a Y camp in Boone, and they'd make it a diabetic camp. And there was a doctor there uh, named Dr. Hurtko, and so it was named after him. It was Hurtko oh. Hollow, oh. and I, I still tell people to this day the camp is still active and going on. So when I hear about kids that um, for, are diabetic um, for diabetic children, for diabetic children, I tell them about the camp.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. How, what, how did that just do wonders for you, too, to be, find a community of, of people who are going through similar things as you?
2: It did. It did. And, you know, it, it also became sad because um, not so much when I was seven, eight, nine, but as you get into your teenage years, uh, things become differently. You don't want to do stuff anymore. You want to be like other kids. You want to eat candy all the time like they're eating candy. And so yep. um, there were a lot of times in my my early teenage years when I was still going to that camp that, um, there were friends that weren't coming back. And so it was, it was real sad to hear that, you know, something had happened to them. Their kidneys had failed and they just didn't take care of themselves. And
1: what's it like being around death at such a young age?
2: Uh, it's, does that
1: influence the rest of your life?
2: It, it does. It does. It, it really, it shocks you at the time. And of course, you know, everybody comes together and supports each other, but it's just, It's kind of weird, um, because you just don't imagine it happening to you and and you don't think about it. Like with that, diabetes is a, it's a silent killer because you can feel great for weeks on end. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, things like your kidneys start failing. Um, your eyesight starts going. Um, I've had, Six or seven surgeries on my eyes, and my left eye, I'm completely blind. My right eye, I'm like 20/40. So, (laughs) really, yeah, it's uh, there, there's it affects the small blood vessels in your in your body. So that's why kidneys fail. Uh, That's why people get neuropathy in their feet and they uh, lose. Toes, feet, legs. Interesting. Uh, because of that. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but I, I, I'm so thankful that you're willing to talk about it so right. openly because I know that myself included, I don't know anything about this world. Right. I, I've I I regret that I haven't done the research myself. So I hope that there's other people hearing this right now that are also um, being informed on on the struggles that come with having diabetes or or being on a waiting list for a transplant. But let's jump to 2012 when you did get your transplant of the kidney and pancreas. Um, you mentioned before we recorded the podcast that it was easier to get both the kidney and pancreas than it is to get just a kidney. That doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Can you explain to me why that is at all? Yeah. Do you know why? I.
2: I actually. I wouldn't say it's easier because. Oh, okay. Okay. It, it's not easier because you actually have to be in better health to get the kidney and pancreas. Um. So if you're if you're in good health, if, if all your other organs are working, if you're doing what your doctors have been telling you to do, and you're going to your dialysis treatments and you're keeping your other organs healthy, they will do both. But if not. They'll just do the kidney. What it is is it's a shorter wait time because since it is actual actually tougher to be on a kidney and pancreas transplant, there's not as many people waiting. So the list is shorter. Oh, so it, it only took eight months to get that one.
1: Eight months the first time, four and a half years we've been waiting now for the second.
2: Right, and it could be longer with COVID and Right, everything, everything else. else.
1: Um, so let's jump to 2012. You got it. And and you've got this new lease on life. What are you doing with your time at this point in 2012? Yeah.
2: Um, well, first, it wasn't a new lease because a lot, a lot of the first... So you spend two weeks at least in the hospital after the transplant because they want to um, get the medications correct for your body to accept. Um, and then you have to go in every week, get blood drawn. Well, the medications that I was on were dehydrating me. So the first three months after my transplant, I was back in the hospital probably three or four times until they finally got the right medications um, that my body was accepting. Um, wow. So my body would not reject the kidney and pancreas. But then after that, um, I once, once everything got straightened around, I was just like a new person. Um, I had never imagined or thought about running a 5k before and i ran three of them that year um the first one i ran was actually for um it's called the my angel foundation and it it's for um organ uh skin and eye donation and so i did three three k's and then i rode Ragbri that year, and that was the year.
1: incredible. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that was the year it came through Cedar Rapids.
1: Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that even was better. The year it came
2: through Cedar Rapids, so I started off, and we came down, and and yeah, it was it was amazing. I've I have, I've have a person that is in the health condition I'm in, a kidney and pancreas transplant allowed me to ride a bike across the state of Iowa.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy for yeah. you, Craig. Yeah, That's yeah, was, so incredible,
2: awesome. and and I look forward to getting back to there someday again.
1: You know, and and. Not to jump ahead, but I, I think um, people do want to know, you know, if I give you my kidney, what are you going to do with it? Sure. Right? Uh, um, but I, I, think, I think there's there's no avoiding jumping that far now. If you get a kidney right now. What, what happen, what's what the what's the future look like for Craig College?
2: Sure. So with my kids, my my daughter's going to Iowa next year for pre-med, and she is just ready to roll. Like she is like my role for her now is like, I'm there for support, like if she needs me for support. But as far as she she's just got everything under control and with my son being out of high school and everything, I'm actually back in school to become a teacher. Um, and I love working with kids. I've worked with kids uh, through a soccer program that I coached and helped administer. And, um, I've worked with kids at church and I I love working with kids. I mean, they, the, the future, they need guidance. And so, um, teaching is what I've always wanted to do.
1: It's how we leave the world a better place. We found it. Yeah, And that seems to be your purpose in life is leaving this place better than you found it. I mean, that's what I'd like to do. That's what we're trying to do with the network. I think that's
2: what everyone hopefully achieves to do.
1: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not doing that, Shame on you. That's right. <laughs> okay, um, so do it's, it's, you want to get back out on Ragbrai?
2: I would. I would. I would love to do Ragbrai again. Um, I would. I would love to um, just get out and, and ride again, and because uh, that is right now not. I'm, riding a bike is not even a thing I could do right now because <laughs> right. of the fatigue and everything from dialysis. But yeah, I would love to get out and do rag bra again. How much physical activity are
1: you able to do right now?
2: Not a lot. Not a lot. Like right now, um, like I mentioned before with the, with the blood vessels being affected, um, walking from my living room to my kitchen is like, it, it wins me. It, it kind of,
1: Oh, you're kidding. Just
2: kind of, gets me out of breath i got to kind of catch my breath and so you know doing laundry things like that just just everyday things that people take for granted um become see
1: and these are the things that like people around you aren't aware of and they they aren't aware of of giving you those handicaps because for instance i i met you in the main lobby of Theater Cedar Rapids and now I'm thinking about how I made you walk all the way around to this elevator over here and then we took the elevator up and I'm thinking about how much of an effort that must have been for you.
2: Yeah, but I knew where we were going That's thing, and that's the thing if I prepare myself then then it's a little bit better but I kind of knew where we were going because I had been up here before. You oh, know, right. Doing, you, you've
1: done improv classes Yeah, I used here. to
2: do uh, years ago when they first started the program um, I did uh, improv and beer and uh,
1: With uh, uh, Zach Johnson? Zach,
2: Zach Johnson johnson and, and zach and parker zach parker uh sarah michaels uh peggy um, peggy uh Summerlin. peggy Summerlin. i just Somerville did a show with her and, and uh craig byers ld kid and uh all and,
1: hilarious yeah, people
2: yeah just a blast and, and those those are the types of things i like to do um just to keep my mind off things and actually when i was doing that i one of my complications of diabetes is my i get sores on my feet that get infected. And I got an infection in the ball of my foot uh, and I was in the hospital and they all came over. What? And, um, it was supposed to be one of the nights that we were doing practice for improv and beer. And they came over and just hung out in my uh, hospital room with me.
1: That, yeah, that is so beautiful. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Great, what, group. great what a, group. What
1: a great group of people. Yeah. I, and I think you are naturally an amazing, loving caring person and I think you're a magnet for people like that there's a reason that people like Peggy and Larry are are around you still there's a reason that those improv folks wanted to be with you in that hotel room is because you're such a special person and I think and you would do the same for them right you are doing the same with your time for our future for the kids so we are lucky to have you here and I look forward to having you here for many more, many more years, seeing you um, make make positive changes in our world. Um, But just to reiterate. You are looking for a kidney right now, right? You're you're on the list right now. If there is somebody out there that would be willing to donate. Contact us here at LAS. We'll get you in touch with Craig Collins. You can find him on Facebook as well, Craig Collins. Um, we're Facebook friends. You can contact me on Facebook. You can contact me on Instagram at Alex Jose Schulte. You can contact LAS on Instagram. Submit one of our forms on LASmediagroup.com. Um, whatever it is, there's no wrong way to contact us. We'll get you in touch. And, and, but again, it, it, it's worth repeating that if this does happen for you, you're using this kidney for good. You're not going to go and just be like, okay, well, I guess I can get drunk all the time now. You know, you're going Uh, to use that to to become a teacher, to help our future, the future of our world, our children and
2: ride a bike a really long time. That's right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Craig, is there any specific way that you'd like people to be able to find you?
2: Um, I mean, they can find me on Facebook. Um, they can find me. I, I think pretty much just on Facebook is the best way. Um, Great, Facebook. Kind of Craig Collins, C R A I
1: G Space, C O L L I N S. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Oh, thank you so much for joining me today, Craig. This has been a beautiful interview. Um, today's word was transplant. Let's let's get out of here, everybody. I do have one more favor to ask you, though, Craig. Yeah. Will you stick around for the post show? I will. Let's do it. I've got a 15-minute post show that's exclusive to LAS Plus subscribers. If you subscribe to LAS Plus, thank you so much. I'll see you in a couple minutes here. Everybody else, I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Word Stories, the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. If you do want to stick around and, and hang out for that post show, consider subscribing to LAS+. Plus. Go to lasmediagroup.com slash plus to get started. You're going to get all sorts of benefits, local discounts, ad-free episodes, exclusive content, bonus content um, like the One Word Stories post show along with the Gaming Through the Generations post show and much, much more. That's Craig Collins. I'm Alex Schulte. This has been One Word Stories. Logan produced it. Thanks Larry and Peggy for driving out here and and, uh, being a part of this too. You're both amazing and we're lucky to have you as well. Hey listener, last question for you. What's your word? mustache media.